hi, 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 it would be really great if I could carry a note or a tune because at this point I would sing to you and I would thank you for tuning in and I would welcome you to Calling All Queers, the podcast season two, episode one, and um, we would have had a good time. But even if I can't sing, we're still going to have a good time anyway. Hi, guys. My name is Pepper. Thank you so much for tuning in to Calling All Queers, the podcast. I can't believe we've made it to season two. This um, this episode is mostly going to be about pride, but there's a lot of things I think we're going to talk about in between. So let me start off by saying happy Pride Month. How are you guys celebrating? Are you celebrating? Does it mean something to you? I have so many questions and I'm going to ask them as we move along. For me, um, how I'm feeling after the repeal 162 ruling is a little bit confused. I was a bit um, discombobulated for a second because it's hard to it's hard to see how much it's affecting people without being um, physically present to offer comfort. I've listened to people share about how they didn't think the ruling was going to affect them until they left the house and went somewhere or until it was much later when something happened and then the weight of it all hit them in one minute and it's 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 painful to to realize that this is what people are going through um and it it sucks so it's like i feel that now more than ever is the time to be the proudest we've ever been to be the loudest we've ever been but also it also feels like there's no strength left to fight but we're gonna someone up what we can and plow on so i really thought it would be important for um it would be important and timely to sort of look back to the history of pride and how the celebration started because um I'm sure a lot of you have seen how everyone keeps saying the first Pride was a riot and it feels so timely given the, the, the context or the things that are happening in Kenya, right? So, story time! <laughs> Get comfortable, eh? gather, gather, gather whatever gives you comfort and let's go back in time to 1960s to the 1960s in New York City. So in the 1960s in New York City, there were a lot of states and codes and rules that um, criminalized same-sex sexual behavior. And like the thing that shocked me was this statute that said that um, it was illegal and police actually arrested people who were wearing like less than three gender appropriate articles of clothing. Like if you had articles of clothing that were not deemed appropriate for your gender, you'd get arrested. And then the other thing that really, really shocked me was um, finding out that in, in that time, especially in the early 60s, it was illegal for clubs, bars, restaurants, establishments to serve alcohol 
or liquor to people who were suspected of or known as being queer or being gay until I think some activism work was done until in 1966 that law was turned over and then um, like gay guys now were allowed to be served alcohol but uh, because of like the rules against same-sex behavior the rules against dressing and things like that um, clubs would still be raided. The police still harassed queer people a lot. And then gay, gay guys didn't have... When I say gay guys, I mean like in general. Let me let me put that out here because I feel like I'm saying it a lot. And when I say guys, I mean like, hi guys, everyone, right? Um, so gay guys didn't have a lot of places to go where they could be themselves. And even if like they went to clubs and bars, it was illegal to dance with someone of the opposite sex. It was illegal to wait of the same sex. Not how <laughs> I mean the same sex. It was illegal to dance with someone of the same sex. It was illegal to hold hands with someone of the same sex. It was illegal to kiss with someone of the same sex. So even if they went to bars, it wasn't a full experience and i think that's why the police raids were happening a lot because they would they would come and check out if bad things or illegal things are being done so like um because of this and because there were not a lot of places that uh queer people or gay guys could go to the mafia I don't, did I find out what the name of the mafia was? I'm not sure, but in the thing I was reading, which I'm going to link in the show notes, um, it called them the mafia. So the mafia saw an opportunity to to like start and create um, spaces where gay guys could go, but they didn't have their gay guys' interests at heart because like the conditions were shitty. It's like a dingy, 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 think dingy times a hundred space without like proper fire escapes, without proper drainage where like the toilet is always clogged and things like that. It was a really shitty place, but um, if you don't have many options, you're going to go there, you know. And actually, can I draw a parallel here? I was like, I think I was discussing with some with someone. Wait, is it drawing a parallel? I, so I have to stop overthinking when I'm podcasting but anyway, I was discussing with someone how when you lack enough queer spaces you kind of sort of have to put up with the spaces that exist because you don't have enough of them anyway back to New York City in the 1960s um the gay the the mafias um re what is it called renovated this club and they called it Stonewall Inn it was in Greenwich Village as in, if we're if we're gonna tell a story, let's tell it right. So this Stonewall Inn was operated by the mafia. They couldn't get a liquor license, so it was um a bottle. It was a bot. It was it's called bottle service or something. Like you walk in with your own alcohol and then you sit and drink. And then to make it um seem exclusive and not attract too much attention from the from the cops, they made it seem like like a sort of like a club like not club party but like a social club and then people would write their names to gain entrance and like they made it seem like it's exclusive which had um which was um like a it, it had its pros and cons the con being that the mafia used to blackmail uh people who like if you were not out out and if it was dangerous for you to be known 
that you're gay, the mafia, since they have your records, like you've come to the club, you know, and they've seen you doing things, questionable things in, in terms of the law, they would blackmail people. Again, they really didn't have the gay guy's interest at heart. So anyway, the mafia being who they are, they would get, uh, they would get like cops, like corrupt cops, give them bribes. And then these cops would tip them off when they had, like if they were any plant raids, the cops would tip them, the mafia off. And then they would know like today there's, there's a raid, keep everything like in check, things like that. So this one time in June 1969, the cops did not tip of the mafia so when the cops raided uh stonewall inn they found a lot of things wrong like they found liquor being sold they found some people who were not dressed the way they were supposed to be dressed they found i guess people who were holding hands kissing or dancing which was illegal so they arrested people they arrested some uh some of the patrons of of Stonewall in like some of the gay guys and they arrested some of the employers employees of Stonewall in when they arrested them um, the other people who were not arrested instead of like going home or running away some of them stuck around and then when they noticed how the police woman handling the people who had been arrested I think the police there's something there's a sort of like altercation that happened with one woman and then the woman was like do something or she was like guys guys do something or you know so in that process guys started throwing things at the cops and then it developed into this like full-blown riot they threw things at the cops they had like some they had um an altercation and then guys even set stonewall in on fire but the fire was put out and things like that so anyway um there was a whole full-blown riot that lasted for like six days it would like coming and going coming and going for six days and that's what is called the stonewall riots or the stonewall uprising um the stonewall riots were not the like they did not create the gay movement or the gay liberation movement or the, or the gay freedom movement as it was called then there was still there were a few organizations that were in existence before the uh the stonewall trials i think one of them is Do the daughters of bilitis was which was for lesbians and the matachin society i don't know if i'm saying any of these names right i'm probably butchering them but there was also the matachin society which was for gay guys as in the point is there there were gay rights organizations in existence before but the stonewall riots sort of like sparked it sort of sparked or catalyzed um the 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 gay rights liberation or the gay freedom rights movement and things like that so every year since 1969 um the stonewall riots were remembered in a specific way it wasn't until the 80s um yeah i think the 80s when it started being it stopped being referred to as the gay rights movement or the gay liberation movement and started being called pride and it wasn't until maybe the 80s when the when the remembrance of the stonewall riots became like a bit more organized a bit more structured parades festivals and things like that today how pride is celebrated is mostly largely through 
elaborate parades, elaborate festivals where people walk and, you know, it's a whole thing now, but it wasn't like that the whole time. And as I say this and as I say all these things, the 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 one thing, the one other parallel, am I using the right English? For my own sake, I hope that I am. But like the other, the the reason why I wanted to go back in time and look at this history is the circumstances in which this riots or the Stonewall riots, the Stonewall uprising came through. Gay people's rights were being, I don't think it's even being stifled or being crushed. Like it was a terrible time to leave. People, it was really hard to get jobs. And if you had a job and you were suspected of being queer, you would, you would get fired. And it's interesting that this was the Western history 50 years ago because 2019 is the 50th 50th, 50th, 50th anniversary of the Stonewall riots. Like this was America's history 50 years ago, but this is the our current present. This is this are the things that we are going through right now: being kicked out of clubs, living in fear of losing your job, living in fear of being kicked out of your house, living like we live in so much fear and we exist in such a fearful state. Of a constant fearful state all the time. It's sort of like you're constantly looking over your shoulder. People have shared with me how they, right now, in 2019, June, they feel a need to present less visibly queer, like to sort of tone it down so they don't attract unwarranted attention to themselves. Like, this is the life we're living in now. And this is why I was saying that now more than ever, there's a there's a need to take up space. There's a need to be prouder. There's a need to be a bit louder because remember that Tammy Baldwin quote I shared um, in the season finale of season finale season finale in the last episode of Calling All Queers season one my english is really hard to remember that tammy baldwin quote um which i'm paraphrasing by saying that we'll never wake up and find that it is like we're being allowed to express ourselves we're being allowed to live the way we want it it will take us waking up and expressing ourselves the way we want and saying the things we want and living the the way we want for that to be our reality that's why I keep thinking that now more than ever is the time to be loud. Now more than ever is the time to be proud. Now more than ever is the time to take up space in the little ways that we can. Because as I keep saying, it might not be safe for all of us to do that. It might not um, be okay for all of us to do that. But if we can, and in the little ways that we can, we should. Which brings me to my question in this episode and a new segment I want to introduce. How are you celebrating Pride this month? How are you finding ways to, you know, live in pride as opposed to shame? If you are, I'm posing that question to you and how I want you to answer it is through a voice note. I'm going to put my email in the description box or if you already have my number or if you can text me or send me a message on Instagram or Twitter and then I can share my number with you can send me a voice note answering that question. And then in episode two of Calling All Quiz, um, 
we're going to start the episode by playing back your answers and answering the question. That way the conversation sort of carries forward. And also I'm doing this because I want to like involve you in the podcasting pro- process. So I'm not just always talking and talking and talking, which we know I can do for forever. So to, to reiterate the question, how are you celebrating pride or what are the little ways in which you're finding to live proudly this month and beyond? Because I feel like Times are only going to get harder and we need to prepare ourselves for that. Um, I think something I forgot to talk about in in the last episode of season one was the importance of self-care, especially during these times. Oh, which reminds me of something else I wanted to mention, that you see how the mafia in 1969 was sheeted to the queer people because they didn't have their interests at heart. I feel that there's a need for more queer spaces. I'm so happy when I see more queer events happening, like what Hina Space did, what TRTL did. Like that makes me really happy because what um, Nicola can, because women are doing every, every ever so often, girl, you know, I feel that there's a need for spaces that are operated, run, owned by queer people because that's the only way we can ensure that we have the things that we need. That's the only way we can ensure we're not being kicked out of clubs. That's the only way we can ensure that people are not calling the police on us because right now that's what is happening, right? So I think it's really important for us to have queer spaces in the same way that I think it's really important for us to have queer content. And that's usually my motivation. Um, we have to take care of ourselves. Like as much as we're doing all of these things to ensure that we can live proudly and boldly and live our truth, we still have to take care of ourselves. Yeah, I'd like to end on that note and I'd like to thank you for listening. I'd like to remind you to follow us. Actually, before we go on, let me thank, thank, thank English is hard. Pepper Saka 2019. I feel like I'll keep saying that. I'd like to thank Hola Africa for hosting us for season one, for allowing me to grow and experiment and just do my own thing on their own paid for platform. Now we have our own SoundCloud, AAA SoundCloud CAQ podcast. So please follow us here. Continue following Hola and their pursuits. They they really inspire me in what I'm doing. So please follow them, listen to their, their podcast and read their content. Whatever they ask you to do, just do it. I want to thank them. I want to thank you for coming along on this journey. Please follow us here. Follow us on CAQ content on Instagram. That's right. I changed the username from CAQ podcast to CAQ content on Instagram because I have, there's a lot that I do. That's how my mind works. I like to dip my hand into various spots. So there's this podcast, CAQ podcast. And then there's, um, right at the moment, there's Kesho Anthology, which some of you have already submitted to. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We only have a month to submit stories. So I'm going to put the link to the write-up on Kesho Anthology if you want to submit. Again, we need queer content. So if you want to submit um, something for queer, for that, it could be a poem, it could be an artwork, it could be a story, it could be fiction and fiction, it could be fantasy, it could be historical, it, it can be whatever you need it to be. I haven't put very many restrictions on genre 
or themes or mode of writing, you can whatever you need to do. The only thing we can have is music because it's it's a um like it's like a book, but uh however you create your art, if it's comics, if it's illustrations, however you do it, you can submit it, right? So I'm gonna put the link to that. The point is there's so many things I'm doing. There's this podcast, there's Kesha Anthology, there's the blog, baby dyke, kajanbabydyke.wordpress.com. So I thought it would be nice to have one Instagram account that has everything as opposed to having Instagram accounts for all the little things, right? So yeah, um, you can please follow us on Instagram at CAQ content. You can follow me on Twitter at Linda underscore KBT. Um, yeah, do the things. And then if you think someone could find this interesting, please uh, share it with them. I want to celebrate two people who I have really been listening to. Like I've been listening to so many podcasts, trying to do research, trying to uh, get better at this. And I'd like to celebrate and recommend Queer Walk, the podcast. Oh my God, it's it's so amazing. Nikita and Mani are doing like a really incredible job. And I just, their podcast really gives me life. So I'd recommend listening to it. I'm going to also link it in case you want to check it out. I'm going to go, guys, because I've kept you for long enough and this podcasts need to be under 30 minutes. Please catch us next time. I'm going to be talking about the things I wish I knew before coming out. And if you want to share your coming out story with me between now and then, please do so I can maybe, if you allow, share it also here um, on episode two. Till then, I'm sending you all my love. I'm sending you my comfort, my strength, my light. And I hope, do I hope for you? I hope you have good weeks and good days and I hope you're surrounded by love and light. I hope you heal. I hope you grow. Mwah.